Ah, there you go, listeners. Phil C here with Aussie, Aussie, Aussie flashbacks. And what an incredible program, Roman Oz. i got to tell you, that was the first episode. And um, that was done by Lynn and myself, of course. We've been doing a lot of travelling. And if you were following the old uh, Aussie flashbacks program, you would have realised that we were uh, three months on the road and we, we did a broadcast from wherever we travelled, which was pretty amazing because some of those... Um, some of those recordings uh, that we did, they were all live on location, and we went to some pretty strange, or I won't say strange, but pretty far out places. Okay, they were they were certainly uh, off the beaten track. So, if you want to uh, travel and follow our adventures, uh, we've got Roman Oz every single Sunday. Okay, and it's going to happen from three o'clock each week. And then, of course, yours truly, Phil C with Aussie 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 Flashbacks is here. Now, I've got a great program lined up for you guys this afternoon. It is Mother's Day, so I suppose we'll play a couple of lovey-dovey Mother's Day type songs. But I've got to tell you, last night we were at the Toronto Hotel, and um, when I say we, I meant the radio station and yours truly. Now, if you weren't aware of that, although it was uh, it was pretty much um, broadcasted all over Facebook and so on and so forth, we had five incredible blues rock bands that were out there last night, okay? The show started with uh, Crawfish Stew. Then we had the Mighty Bounty Hunters Trio. What an incredible band those three are. And then straight after that, we had Deviate. And then Steve Edmonds and the King of Blues himself was Kevin Borich. Now, we streamed the entire program all over Australia. If you missed it, don't worry, because it will be on the podcast, okay? Now, that was a live concert, so... What you were hearing was what was going on out there at the Toronto Hotel. It was fantastic. I was I was fortunate enough to be able to interview uh, Crawfish Stew. I also spoke with David Hines and uh, Lynn and Mick O'Shea, Bounty Hunters Band. DV8 had a great chat with um, with uh, Greg Bryce and of course his oh well the whole band. We spoke to the whole band. Uh, Miss Steve Edmonds and Kev will. We were supposed to do Kev. We miss Kev. But the thing is, Kev and I are such good buddies. Look, I could get him on the phone right now. <laughs> and he can talk us all through how he felt with the gig. But he was running a bit tight for time. So we didn't get in touch with with uh, Kev either, okay? But what a fantastic thing. I've got to thank my, uh, my colleague in Sydney, JD. He made all that magic happen on his Aussie pub rock program. Now, JD's pub rock program is on every Saturday night. Now, he takes requests. And uh, show him some love and some support, okay? Because what he did last night was phenomenal. And if you missed it, don't worry, it will be on the podcast. And we are planning on doing a lot more live streaming from a lot more gigs all around the place, okay? Because there are so many incredible, talented Australian performers out there that are either too old and considered out of fashion or they're just a bit young and nobody knows about them. So... Australian music's going to live as long as I'm on the planet sitting behind a microphone. And uh, we've got some uh, some great stuff coming your way. I'm not going to tell you too much about it just yet. But um, fingers crossed, um, after last night's performance uh, on the stream, I'm pretty confident we're going to be able to bring you some incredible concerts. And we're just going to stream it all over Australia. And uh, 
well, anybody in the world can get it, okay? You just go to aussieflashbacks.com.au. Or if you're travelling around the country and you've got a Vast box, Channel 634 on the Vast, and it's called Vast because it's vast. It's the whole It's the whole of Australia. And uh, there's a lot of people tuning in from all states of Australia. I got messages all over the place last night saying, what a fantastic thing. Please, please do it again. And uh, we're going to do our darndest to make it happen again, okay? Now, I better start with the music, okay? I'm going to play you a track by one of these bands that we heard there last night. I've got a lot of requests on the pad. If you do want to hear something special, okay, for Mother's Day, for a loved one, for anybody, uh, 1-300-494-988 will get it done for you if you want to ring me up and say, G'day, Phil. If you're a bit shy, send me a text message, 0492-994-445, and I will do my darndest to play anything Australian as long as there's no explicit lyrics, okay? That's the only thing. We don't want to go down that street. That's for sure. We're not Triple M. Okay, now, one of the acts we saw last night, and I had the pleasure of meeting Greg Bryce, was Deviate. I don't know very much about the band. Uh, The fellow that was assisting me with the whole thing last night, Stuart, he lives out that way. He's been listening to Deviate probably as long as they've been on the planet, which was 38 years, I found out last night. Fantastic, sensational live act. If these guys are ever in your town... Check them out, okay? I'm going to play you a track now. This is one of Stewie's favourites. Deviates back to B6. This is Aussie Flashbacks with Phil C. And I do it live every Sunday from 4pm.
Uh, there you go, listeners. The band is called DV8 and the track is called Getting Back to Basics. Now, we are going to have... Um, in a while, because we got a lot of stuff happening, okay? The Aussie, Aussie, Aussie flashbacks is just going absolutely off its head. Uh, we've got Andrew Tom's, uh, Thomas from, um, I'm sorry, Andy. <laughs> i get this right now. Adam Thompson from Chocolate Starfish. Adam Thompson from Chocolate Starfish is our guest on the program um, this afternoon. He's talking all about the new album that's going to be out very, very shortly called uh, Beautiful Addiction. Next week, we've got the Around Mountain Girls, and they are going to take us through an album, one of their better albums, or oh, well, great albums, but this one in particular, uh, was so popular it got released on vinyl as well. And they're going to take us through track by track of, uh, of this album and it's called Meet You With The End. I was chatting with Greg Bryce uh, last night from Deviate and he's got this incredible brand new album out called um, uh, Like It On Top. And he is going to talk us through the entire album track by track as well. We did it about a month or six weeks ago with uh, Andrew Farris and got such a response from the audience. They said, listen, uh, can we maybe do a track to track thing on an album? Now, if there is something you want to hear track by track, just let us know. Um, you know, you can get you can get me at info at aussieflashbacks.com.au. I'll do my best to reach out to the artist, and if we can get them on, we'll do it. We're not going to do it every single week, of course, because it, uh, it does lengthen the program, and we don't want to get away from what we are, which is a request program. Um, but we will do it maybe once a month. We'll do maybe a track by track, and we'll just extend the, the time of the show, okay? So we've got uh, Adam Thompson. He's on this evening. And the show will go beyond 6 o'clock this evening. So if you're on the stream of the Vast 634, it's not going to matter. If you're listening on the radio somewhere, I'm giving you the, the, the heads up, okay? You need to uh, be prepared because they will just fade this out when it comes 6 o'clock for the news and so on and so forth. But if you're on the net, it's not going to matter. If you're on the Vast, it's not going to matter. You can still hear the entire thing. So as I said, we've got um, Adam Thompson. He's on this evening. Round Mountain Girls next week. Um, look, Kevin Borich, I spoke with him last night at the gig and he said he'd love to do rock and roll sandwich track by track. So we are just going to organise these shows for you guys. If there is a band out there, if there is an album out there, it's got to be Aussie. Let me know and uh, you can message me on that number, okay, which is 0492 uh, or email me, info at aussieflashbacks.com.au. Tell me who you'd like to hear and uh, what album and so on and so forth, and I will do my best to make it happen for you. Now, I'm going to play this next track, okay? And these guys, they were playing there last night and absolutely sensational. And I've got probably about six or eight requests for this band on my playlist. And I've got to try and juggle them in with everything else. Otherwise, it's going to be another concert by the Bounty Hunters. Yeah, now the Bounty Hunters played last night, the Bounty Hunters band, David Lynn Hines and Mick O'Shea, and they were the second act on the bill. And I had a lot of messages from people going, hey, how come they're so early in the, in the, in the program? These guys are dynamite. Yeah, they should be up there, you know, just before Boric or something, not, not the second act of the, of the night. And I thought, well, hey, I'm not organising it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here bringing it to you. So anyway, this one's going out to Party Central. It's Wizzo. It's his most favourite Bounty Hunters track of all times. And yes, Mr. Wizzo, I did get you an album by the Bounty Hunters last night. And um, yeah, they were so gracious as they always are. This is your favourite song and mine. Too loud. Too rough. Too bad, man. Mm-hmm. 
get over yourself. Push comes to shove. 
country. So my guitar is way too Hey, there you go, too loud, too rough, too bad, man. Get over yourself. What an incredible track. And it is from, I'm going to tell you, okay, it is from their Rise album. It's an incredible album. It's cool. They've got some great tracks on that. Running Scared, Doing Time, That'll Get Back, Rise, The Fun Police, uh, Get Out of My Face. That's another great track. I've got to tell you, this is a fantastic album. Uh, can't get through to you. Too loud, too rough, too bad, man. Uh, BH Boogie. Okay, now that's been requested later on this afternoon and uh, Hot On Your Heels and Little Brother Dave's song. Okay, so the band is called the Bounty Hunters Band and uh, that particular song we played is from their Rise album. Now I'm going to request for another one of those and then I'm going to change the pace just a little bit. Uh, Vicky Walker, she wanted to hear a track called Madness and Mark from Party Central said, I don't care any Bounty Hunters song you want to play, I love them all. So we're going to do a, we're going to kill two birds with one stone here, okay? We're gonna we're gonna play madness for Vicky and also for Mark at Party Central. Anything special you want to hear, you know what to do. Give me a call or text me 0492-994-445 or ring me up 1300 494 This is the Bounty Hunters Band. Track is called Madness.
Hey, there you go, listeners. That is the Bounty Hunters Band, and they were on last night at the Toronto Hotel, and it was sensational, and they were on fire, okay? So if you want to check them out, uh, you'll find them on Facebook, okay? I believe they've now got their music on the platforms as well. That one we just played, Madness, is from their Rise album. Got some great tracks on it. Chop Liver, Madness, Roller Coaster, Electric Chair, Crack of the Whip, which has been requested. That'll get played a little bit later on this evening. Uh, Take the time down the road. That was a request as well. Goodness gracious me. I think since we did the live stream last night, there's a lot of people out there thinking, we want to hear a bit more of the Bounty Hunters. <laughs> and uh, we're going to play a lot of that for you. And, of course, if you do want to hear anything special, just give me a call, 1-300-494-988, or text message me on 0492-994-445. We do it live every single Sunday from 4 p.m. We're streaming all over the Australia. And also, if you missed last night's gig, which was from the Toronto, we had five sensational blues rock bands we stream the entire concert and uh, if you missed it it is going to be on our podcast very very shortly okay it was an absolute awesome night of australian entertainment and uh, fingers crossed covid's not going to get in the way and bugger everything up for everyone because we are just starting to get back into the live music scene and i have to tell you i have missed it and i know so many other people have missed it as well and uh, music is just part of everyone's life okay and we've we've We're back on track, hopefully, very, very soon, and we're just going to be gigging like crazy again. All right, I'm going to play this track now. This one's going out to Ro, and Ro is in Tuller, Tasmania. Now, Ro asked me for a track, and it's called Don't Be Cruel, and and he he told me mental is anything, and I said, nope, I don't think the mental's ever covered it, and we searched and searched and searched, and, of course, everybody knows Don't Be Cruel as Elvis, so we're not going to play that because we're not into that music, Uh, although I do love Elvis, but this is Australian music. So I found this one, and this was, in fact, the version he wanted to hear. It's called Don't Be Cruel, and it's by the Deltones.
Oh, there you go, going out to Rowan Teller of Tasmania. Don't be cruel. That's going back. But I'll tell you what, we go back as far as we can go back. Anything you want to hear that's Australian, I will do my best to source it for you, okay? Right back to however far we can go. And uh, we'll play the modern stuff too. Anything Aussie, doesn't matter what genre, rock, blues, you know, pop, country, but it's, of course, no explicit lyrics. All right, now we are up to uh, Val, and she's uh, Rose Other Lovely Half, okay? Happy Mother's Day to you, Val. And um, she's asked me for an early, early Billy Thorpe track. This one's going back to the 60s it's a number called twilight time a very young billy in a black suit and a tie
Hey, there you go. That is going out to Val in Tasmania at twilight time. Okay, I'm going to play one more slow one. Uh, this is going out to a lovely mother who's holidaying with her lovely other half. And uh, and then we're back into some mad, 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 crazy stuff. Okay, I got more requests by bounty hunters. I got buffalo, and uh, I got some, I got some great stuff coming your way. If you do want to hear anything special, just give me a call one three hundred four nine four nine double eight or message me zero four nine two nine nine four 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 five. This is Aussie, Aussie, Aussie flashbacks, and we do it live every Sunday from four p.m. Now this is going out to Maureen. This is from Rod. Happy Mother's Day, Maureen. She's in uh, Gruen, Victoria. She wears my ring to show the world that she belongs to me. She wears my ring to tell the world she's mine eternally with loving care. we go going out to Maureen she's in Druin Victoria and happy Mother's Day to you my dear from Rod she wears my ring yes there is a very happy loving couple and uh, I hope you had a fantastic Mother's Day my dear now we are continuing on with the madness this is an incredible track now if you want to know all about this particular album I did this with Dave Tice we did a track to track on this album it is on my uh, website aussieflashbacks.com.au if you go into the menu bar and slide down to podcasts um, or interviews there you will find Dave Tice and we spoke about this particular album which is a milestone in Australian rock music I've got to tell you the album is called Volcanic Rock and the song that David's asked for David Walker he asked me for a track called Shylock anything special you want to hear 1300 493 message me 0492-994-445 
Oh, going out to David Walker, Shylock, by the band Buffalo, an incredible, sensational hard rock band going back to the mid-70s with that one. I'm going to send this next trick out to Stewie. Now, Stewie was at the gig last night, and uh, he was assisting me with some video work and some camera work, and he loves Kevin Borich. And this is a classic track when Kev was back with the Ladi Dars. It's called No Law Against Having Fun.
Hey, there you go, listeners. There ain't no law against having fun. Kevin Borich and the Lardy Dars from his Rock and Roll Sandwich album, and we are going to do a track-to-track of that thing. We've been talking about this for ages, and Kevin and I have spoke about it on numerous occasions, and uh, we are definitely going to do it. It's just kind of in a queue with so much other stuff that's happening for me. Adam Thompson from uh, Chocolate Starfish, he's our special guest on the program uh, a little bit later on this afternoon. I did a pre-record with Adam a little while back when they just released their What's Up single by the Four Non Blondes, and that is from this this, um, upcoming album, which is called Beautiful Addiction. Now, it should be out. uh, Let me have a look. Uh, I think it's due out, and I'm not sure if it's running to schedule, but it is supposed to be out at the end of this week. Uh, The release date was the 14th of May, which is Friday. So uh, I've got the interview. I've got to tell you, I was very surprised with... Adam Thompson. I mean, you see the man on stage and he's, he gets he's got some pretty wild antics on stage and chocolate starfish. Uh, the conversation we had, um, which ran for a little while, we spoke about his early childhood and then we spoke about his musical career and, and you know, he's he's doing the cover albums uh, as, as live shows. We spoke about that. We spoke about the new album. Very deep guy. Very, very deep. And, I, and I'm, you're going to be disappointed if you miss it, okay? I've got to tell you because... He is an incredibly talented guy, and there's a lot more to him than meets the eye when he's out there fronting chocolate starfish. So make sure you stick around. Uh, That's going to be on a little bit later on, okay? Now, I've got to keep the music coming your way. This one's going out to Rod, and Rod is basking on the banks of the Murray and um, sent me a message. He's obviously out there. He's probably got his fire going and, um, yeah, having a ball on the banks of the Murray River. Tuned into Aussie flashbacks on the Murray, I've got to tell you. And he's asked me for a track by Australian Crawl. Good on you, Rod. Thanks for connecting, my friend. The boys light up. I'm sure you've got your fire lit up right now. Kicking back on the Murray. Thank you so much, mate.
Ah, uh, there we go. Going out to Rod on the banks of the Murray River, kicking back with his fire lit there and having a beer and the boys light up. Thank you so much for connecting, my friend. And if you want to hear anything else, you know what to do. It's 0492-994-445 or give me a call, 1300-494-988, okay? Now, i got to send this track out to Megan. She's not had a song play for her yet this afternoon and she wants to hear a number. Now, Megan is from um, Lake Macquarie and she wants to hear a number called Every Day My Mother's Voice. Now, this song is by Paul Kelly and Dan Sultan. So this one's going out to you, my dear. Hope you had a lovely Mother's Day. Every day the sun comes up Like the day before Every day I fill my cup Stand up straight and walk through the door Every day my mother's voice Talks to me Every day I make my choice What to do and how to be
Uh, hey, there we go. Every day, my mother's voice, Paul Kelly and Dan Sultan, going out to Megan and uh, regular listener from Lake Macquarie. All right, I'm blasting through these. I've got to tell you, I've got so many on the pad and I want to get through them all. And don't forget, we've got um, Adam Thompson as our special guest on the program a little bit later on this afternoon. This one's going out to Jeanette and she's from Manly. Thank you so much, Jeanette. They'd be having a lovely day out there in Manly.
Ah, there we go. Going out to Jeanette in Manly, Hollywood 7, one of Australia's greatest singers, gone to rock and roll heaven, Mr. John English. Alrighty, I'm going to play this next track because we're going to have the artist on the program a little bit later on this afternoon. He's uh, from the band Chocolate Starfish. Now, he also tells us in the interview where the name Chocolate Starfish came from. There's a bit of a backstory to that, okay, which is which I thought was quite interesting, quite funny. And he is going to tell us very, very politely <laughs> where the name Chocolate Starfish came from, okay? And that's coming up a bit later on. But before that does, I'm going to play you this song by that band. Chocolate Starfish. This is their biggest selling single of all time for them. It's a number called You're So Vain. You want. Song is about 
there you go, listeners. Now, that is Adam Thompson and Chocolate Starfish, and he's going to be our special guest on the program a little bit later on this afternoon. And make, oh, make sure you check it out, okay? Not that one. Make sure you check it out because, as I said, I mean, you see um, you see him on stage and you think this guy is just, you know, he's, he's got such a great – I mean, he owns he owns the crowd. He really does. He's got them in the palm of his hand and, and he he's does all these sort of wild antics on stage and you think to yourself, you know, this guy is just over the top. And, and that's what he's, I guess, he's paid to do because he's a performer, he's an artist, and he definitely uh, – he definitely wants to entertain his fans, and he does that royally. Um, but when you talk to him very candidly, as we did, there's a lot more to uh, to Adam than than I guess his punters would know, because uh, he's such a great guy, first of all, and so warm and inviting. And uh, look, I was absolutely thrilled um, to interview him, and it is going to be on the program a little bit later on. So make sure you stick around for it, okay? Uh, it's going to be on, yeah, in about half an hour maybe. I want to get through all these requests first. We're going to go over a little bit by 6 o'clock tonight, but that's okay. If you're on the Vast Platform 634, it's not going to worry you. If you're streaming me, if you're on your smart devices, it's not going to worry you. If you're tuned into various stations like 89.9 and uh, and 90.4 and, and various regional uh, country stations that are picking up the program now, um, you could be in trouble because they're just going to fade. <laughs> they're going to fade me out at 6 o'clock. Um, and you better get on your smart device if you want to hear the whole program with me tonight, okay? Because if you're on those radio channels at 6, uh, well, they've got other programs. So, yeah, that's the way it goes. But the bulk of my listeners, well, they're on the vast and they're also on the net anyway. So not to say that the people on the radio stations aren't important. They're my listeners and I love them all. Um, but... I'm just pre-warning you. It is going to go over 6 o'clock this evening. Now, I'm back, I think, to the top of my list. I hope I am. I hope I haven't missed anybody in the way of requests. I'm back to the top. And this one is going out to Roe. He is from uh, Tuller in Tasmania. Now, way back with some Robin Jolly. Marshall's Portable Music Machine.
Now that's going back. That is going way back. But what a fantastic track. Marshall's Portable Music Machine by Robin Jolly. Going out to row there in Tulla of Tasmania. Now one for his lovely other half. She's asked me for another early, early Billy Thorpe track. Uh, this was when Billy used to be, uh, you know, clean cut and shaven and have, wore a tie and a suit, unlike his Aztec days. The song she's asked me for is a number called Funny Face. Go Funny Face by Billy Thorpe and his original, well, I say his original Aztecs, yeah, definitely his original Aztecs. He would have had Cole Bajant on drums 
back in those days, okay? That was way before Gil Matthews' time. Fantastic song going out to Val Intella of Tasmania. Now, this next song is going out to Vicky Walker. Now, Vicky, uh, although she's asked me for some more bounty hunters, and yes, we'll get onto those, Vicky, but before we do that, she asked me for a track by Autumn. Now, this is a great song, and you wouldn't be hearing this one every day of the week on commercial radio, that's for sure. It's called Yellow River. Going out to Vicky. listeners going out to Vicky Walker and she asked me have you got it have you got it yes well darling we do our best and uh, there's not much we don't have here at Aussie Flashbacks okay the song Yellow River going back way back by that band that incredible band 
called Autumn. Okay, I'm blasting through these because I want to get up to uh, our Adam Thompson interview, but I want to make sure all these requests are played, and we got quite a few. So I'm going to go through some of the slower ones, and then we're going to go nuts with a few uh, of the Bounty Hunters and some Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs from the Sunbury days. Now, this next track, this is going out to Jeanette in Manly. She wanted to hear a song by The Seekers. listeners there you go the answer my friend is blowing in the wind the seek is going out to Jeanette in Manly now I've got to send another one out to Mark from Party Central now Mark asked me for a song by Rabbits now do you remember do you remember Rabbits I know David Hines would remember Rabbits sure he would now uh, Rabbit Jim Porteous uh, Phil Screen Mark Tinson Dave Evans, and of course, David Hines, the incredible David Hines from the Bouncy Hunters band now, okay? Now, normally I'd play something like, you know, too much rock and roll or something like that, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to play one you probably haven't heard for ages by Rabbits. It's a number called I Like to Hear My Music. It's Rabbit, folks.
Oh, there you go, folks. That is Rabbit. Remember Rabbit? They were a sensational band back in the day, weren't they not? Oh, no. Look, I'd love to play that one, but I'm not going to play it again. <laughs> so, of course, the band was um, Jim Porteous and uh, Phil Screen, Mark Tinson, Dave Evans and David Hines, which uh, I'm going to play a song by his band now that was requested. And this is a fantastic song, okay? I'm going to do a double shot of Bounty Hunters because I've got so many requests on the pad for these guys after we streamed them live last night. I'm not going to get through them all. Um, so they've basically said, look, pick the ones you reckon will fit the playlist because they've, they've, they've asked me for so many. And then straight after that, we're going to do a Bebop Alula, Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs, live at Sunbury. But before we get to Bebop Alula, we got to send this one out. And this is a fantastic song. I'm not going to say what it is because you're going to know what it is. Oh, I'll say what it is. It's BH Boogie. It's going out for Dave.
Hey, there you go, listeners. What a great track. BH Boogie. I've got another one coming your way. It's from the same album, okay? The album is called Rise, and that BH Boogie is on that one, along with Running Scared, Doing Time, uh, They'll Get Back, The Fun Police. It is an incredible album. You really should check those guys out on Facebook. Straight after this, we got some Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs live in Sunbury.
Yeah, listeners, that is Bounty Hunters Rise from the album of the same name title. Now, if you want to hear those guys and girl perform live, they were live last night at the Toronto Hotel along with uh, Crawfish Stew and DV8 and who else was there? Steve Edmonds and, of course, the king of blues, Mr. Kevin Borich. Now, we streamed the entire event. If you missed it, it will be on podcast. So check it out. Check out my... Um, www well forget that just go aussieflashbacks.com.au there you're going to go to the menu and from there you'll find podcasts now that will be up it's not up today but it will be up very very shortly it'll also be on spotify follow me on facebook okay the audience base is absolutely growing it's going off its head and we want to promote as much australian music over the planet as we possibly can i've got a i've got a message here from a linda in la i've got to play her song a little bit later on uh, Linda wants some John Farnham, and we're going to play that for you, Linda. Just hang in there, okay? Got so many requests, and uh, she's checking us out from LA. Fantastic stuff. So, um, from the little studio in the Hawkesbury, we end up in LA. How would you figure that, eh? And all over Australia. Aussie music rules, folks. Aussie music rules. This one's going out to Wizzo. It's Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs live at Sunbury. Wizzo from Party Central. Here's a- on our live album and it's been getting quite a bit of play by Melbourne radio stations we're very grateful and we're going to be digging it's a Gene Vincent song that he wrote and made famous written and made famous that he wrote and made famous it's called Beep Up Alula we're going to be digging Hey, 
the field marshal of rock and roll, Australian rock and roll, Billy Thorpe. Gone to rock and roll heaven, but his music will live on and on and on through the power of me. <laughs> I'm going to continue on and on and on. This is another sensational song by an incredible rock band of Australian rock and roll history. Going back to the mid-70s. I wonder if anyone can guess who it is. It's going out to Dave. Tell me who it is, listeners. Message me. Have you worked it out yet, listeners? Some very distinct guitar stylings there. I'm waiting for Party Central. Come on, you guys, you must know who it is.
Uh, listeners, I'm just going to check now to see who got the right answer. I've had a few ones come in, yes. <laughs> uh, no one got it right. Okay, I'll tell you who it was. I'll give you a few hints, okay. Uh, and uh, not that easy to pick, actually. Not that easy to pick. Let me give you a little bit of info about it. Now, it was the day, it was, okay, is the debut album of this Australian heavy metal band. Recorded and originally released back in 1972. Considered by some to be the first Australian heavy metal album. Also strongly displayed the band's progressive rock and psychedelic influences. Now they're on the Vertigo label. (laughs) I'm going to give people a chance to come back with an answer. I've given you so many clues. All I have to do now is tell you the name of the album and the band. <laughs> come back to me with an answer, people. Um, I'm continuing on with the madness. This one's going out to Walinda in LA. She wanted to hear some Johnny Farnham, and she said, you may not have this one. This is going way back. Well, I've got news for you, Walinda. We've got it. It's called Rock Me Baby. Have a happy birthday, Alinda, in LA, listening to us on the internet. I'm looking for a little satisfaction I don't drive no Cadillac What I've got's hanging on my back I do believe in the physical attraction
Oh, there we go. An early Johnny Farnham song going out to Elinda in LA, in, in LA, celebrating her birthday. She didn't want to tell me how old she was, but uh, thank you so much for tuning in in LA. Aussie music rules even overseas. She's having a happy birthday and she said, John Farnham, I don't know if you'll have it. Well, we've got it all here at Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Flashbacks. Okay, I'm going to play this song now by Hot Chocolate. Now, this is the new single. It's been out now for about six weeks, I think. The album is due out at the end of the week. And straight after this, I'm going to play you the uh, pre-record that I did with uh, Adam Thompson. Now, it does go for a, it does go for a while. Um, you know, it doesn't go for an hour, but it, it's certainly not a 15, 20-minute interview. It very, we got a little bit in-depth and a little bit deep and meaningful. It's a, I had a great time chatting to, Dave, uh, to, uh, to Adam. I'll get it right in a second. And um, so much fun. To, to chat with Adam and um, yeah, I, I, I was expecting the whole thing to be completely different because you imagine Adam um, Adam Thompson on stage with chocolate starfish. He's, he, he does some he does some pretty some pretty great stuff to get his audience going because he is you know he is a real the consummate front man that's for sure. And then when you chat to him, you find wow, there's a little bit more to him than just than just the music, you know, really, really great stuff. So I'm going to play you this song. It's a great track. It is a cover version of the Four Non Blondes. It's called What's Up, and uh, it's going to be uh, – well, you can get the single. The album is due out very, very soon. It's called Beautiful Addiction. So we're going to have Adam up straight after this.
for a destination. Oh, hello, listeners. This is Phil C. And this is Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Flashbacks, if you've just joined us. And I have a very, very special guest on the phone lines with us this afternoon. And he, of course, is the front man of Chocolate Starfish. Adam Thompson, tell me all about Chocolate Starfish. First of all, can I take you back a little bit to because you're a rural boy from um, Victoria, is that correct? That's right, yeah, on a farm between Shepparton and Newmerka in the uh, Gold Valley where I was brought up. Okay. And and your dad was a dairy farmer, I understand. Dad was a dairy farmer. We had very little um, music. Uh, well, we had no one in our family that sung or played an instrument or okay. anything like that. So right. um, the, the primary school in the farming community was about 11 kids. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, you know, it's pretty tiny. Right. Um and really it wasn't until I, you know, went to my latter years in high school that I, I discovered drama and, mm-hmm. then, uh, and then found music as a result of that. So what was it like for your parents when you decided? Because I, I imagine your father being a dairy farmer, he probably thought, well, you know, here comes the next generation of dairy farmers. What was it like for him when you said, no, Dad, I'm not interested in playing with cows, others, I want to I become a, an entertainer? Yes. Yeah, look, very much that that was what he had pegged for me that uh, I was going to be, you know, taking over the farm and but uh, the eldest son. But I, I don't know, it just it just didn't feel right to me. And, and as soon as I, I mean, some what happened in life with it, we we lost my mum um, when I was about fourteen, so okay. she died of cancer when I was about fourteen. So I guess all those you know life experiences have a way of um, you know, shaping your direction. And for me, it. Um, it, uh, it created the, the need to express myself uh, and get out some of that emotion that, you know, back in the 70s wasn't, um, you know, wasn't available in terms of psychologists and, and you know, the like. So um, songwriting and, and singing became the, the, the muse for me to, to cope with that, um, that tragedy. And um, so, you know, I guess that, that then shaped my my future and, and cows weren't part of it, unfortunately, at that point. <laughs> okay. Well, I think if I had a choice between playing with cows udders or becoming, you know, a front man for such a dynamic band as uh, Chocolate Starfish, I know where I would have leaned my, my direction to. <laughs> um, yeah, look, absolutely. And I, and I do think, Phil, that, you know, it, it's the, like the sliding doors moment and some, you know, some of those sliding doors moments are very subtle subtle situations but other others are like the one that I faced and um, I think they all have um, you know that propensity to to change your direction in life um, rapidly and and you know I, I feel blessed if blessed is a is a thing that you can attribute to the passing of your mum but I feel blessed that I, that you know in some ways that you know her passing gave me that opportunity to explore something so so dynamic okay now you are considered to be a dynamic, crazy, wild man on stage, um, <laughs> and a fantastic frontman. Now I've got to confess, I have never seen Chocolate Starfish live, and I seem to be because I'm actually in Broken Hill at the moment, and I seem to be just passing you guys because you. I went through Victoria, and and you did a show at the Tum Tumby Fest, I think it was called. Um, uh, yeah, Tumbarumba. Tumbarumba, yeah, yeah Tumbi Fest, and I missed you by about two days. 
And and then I was at Cobram, and so I've missed you all along the way. However, I am going to go to Monday Monday. There's big festival that's coming uh-huh. up, because having read about you and and I've looked at a few YouTube things about you, uh, yeah, definitely a wild man on stage. Now, you're considered to be this real sort of crazy front man, uh, and a great one at that. Uh, who do you consider? Do you consider to be this real great front man or do you just out there having a lot of fun just being yourself? Oh, what a great question. Um, to me, um, you know, the, my my greatest um, idol that I keep growing up uh, when, and when I discovered music was um, was Freddie Mercury. And, right. um, and, you know, and I don't know whether you term Freddie crazy, but he's certainly... Um, Certainly bombastic and theatrical and all those um, adjectives. So yes. um, when I discovered him and I discovered Queen and the way he commanded a crowd like Wembley, that became the yeah, the yardstick for me. And um, that's you know when I get on stage, and no matter whether it's fifty people or it's it's fifty thousand, that's that's the response that I that I seek. You know, and I yep. seek that involvement and I seek that. Um, that participation from a crowd and um so even now in my 50s um where a lot of um other you know entertainers even of, of my generation of the 90s are sort of you know winding down a little bit and being a lot more demure and and uh, i guess um you know fading into the into the sunset yep. i i'm still pushing the pushing the boundaries and pushing the envelopes and mm. um because I think it's what keeps me vital. It keeps it, it's what keeps me and the band edgy. It keeps um, it keeps the show interesting, and um, you know it, it's not as um, in inverted commas dangerous as what it was back in the nineties. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't hang upside down off um, off rafters as much as I used to because I definitely fell a few times. But oh, wow. I certainly, I certainly. Um, uh, you know, I, I jump out in the crowd. I get you know, I get the crowd. Um, Jumping up and down, I get them. Uh, like I'll do funny things where I'll go out um, pre-COVID, of course, you know, and yes. I'll be singing a song, and all of a sudden I'll take someone's hat off, and I'll put on someone else's head, and I'll take their hat. Okay. So by the time I finish the song, fifty hats have exchanged around <laughs> the crowd, and then people have to go and find them. <laughs> well, that's a great. It's like that. It's know? a great way to engage the crowd, but um, you know, when you're talking about Freddie Mercury, I mean, he had the crowd in the palm of his hand. I mean, uh, I've seen so much of Freddie's work. uh, And, I mean, he could have swore at people and they would have swore right back at each other. He just had that gift. For sure. And and when you are in that zone and the crowd is enjoying you that much, um, it's a real responsibility when you have have such power in that moment. And, Mm. um, you know, I I, I want to use it for good. Of (laughs) course, of course. and I just try and, you know, I try and send people away with the experience of not only do I really want to come back and see that band again because it was one of the best nights that I've ever had, okay. um, but but also just with a, with a lasting memory that, um, you know, that 10 years later they'll, they'll, come and, they'll come and find you at a merch table somewhere and go, oh, I saw you at this place and of you course. did this and, and my wife and I remember it, you know, and... Yeah, so that, those are the moments that I think you have to try and create. And uh, if I can just segue on to Freddie, interesting, just before COVID hit, I um, I took on the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. Yes, And I did. was doing it in, 
in big theatres around, um, you know, so I put 2,000 people in the Palais in Melbourne and 1,500 in Brisbane. And so I was doing some massive shows and mm-hmm. I was right in the middle of the of the regional Australia tour and uh, so that had to get um, delayed now until August this year. So okay. I'm hoping some of the listeners who are Queen fans will, will come and see me, uh, you know, to come and see me do justice for that show. Yeah, well, I know you're doing a venue at... Um... Thurule, Anita's Theatre, I think, is on the 8th of August, I think. I am, absolutely. Absolutely. Correct. So that's the size rooms we're doing. So yes. hopefully I'll see you there. Well, look, August, I'm not sure where – well, Monday, Monday's on in August. You're going to be a busy man, aren't you? I am. I'm going yeah, to – I'll definitely – Yeah, because I'll definitely try and get to the Queen show because I've – I am a huge Queen fan and, and my son who's in his uh, sort of late 20s, you know, Absolutely loves Queen. And we went to see Queen with um, Adam Lambert. And, I mean, a great singer. Uh, To me, he kind of looks a little out of place because all the other band members are really, you know, they're pushing it now. And and he's this young pretty boy with an incredible vocal. But it looked a little odd for me, I must confess. But I certainly can't can't bag his performance or, or his vocal. Absolutely brilliant vocalist. Um, no, so, you're right. you know, I think what's important is that you know um, what he does. What it's what I try and do as well is okay. to is to take on the show in your own way and not yes. um, like there are cover bands out there that yes. put on a mustache and buck teeth and try and be uh, free. Okay, that's, yeah. that's not me. That's not no. what I do. I, yeah. I it's like for those listeners who remember Chocolate Starfish's first um, big hit, which was "You're So Vain." You're so vain. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, we didn't uh, try and pretend to be Carly Simon and play the song in exactly the same way. No. We took it on, we took it on in our, in our own way, and that's what I do with 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 Queen. What about the vocals of of, of Freddie Mercury songs? Though they're extremely demanding. I mean, how do you prepare for something like that? <laughs> yeah, well, you don't drink and you don't smoke and you don't do drugs and you. Uh, you warm up daily, and you, you know, you, you've got to be in that moment, and it's it's, inc- it's incredible range that uh, that you have to do. Yes, and but then but then there's also the you know the flamboyancy that comes with the performance as well. You know, that's my nature anyway. So yes. um, it's definitely not a stand there and sing. So it's um, you know I'm 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 out and I'm I'm, I'm out doing. You know, just lots of big gestures and lots of you know something like fat bottom girls, for example. You know, jumping up and down with huge passion, and as as is the crowd. Yes. Um, so you know, it's certainly tasking, and um, you know, I've got to I've got to sleep well, I've got to eat well and rest well because um, yeah. you know, to be on to be on your game, that's what you got to do. Absolutely, absolutely, to be able to do that and uh, a night after night, especially if you're doing a tour somewhere. We're not night after night, but if you're on tour, that takes it out of you as well. Now, what about the other albums you've done? Because, again, you, you've done a, a um, NXS's Kick and you also did Bat Out of Hell. Now, with uh, um, Meatloaf, my goodness, on the top of his game, what an entertainer he was. Um, sadly, yes. he should have retired a long time ago and stuck to B-grade movies because I don't feel he can really sing anymore, or well, certainly not the way he used to. Um, how do you go with those ones again? Because you've, you've picked some real cracker sort of albums to want to, um, you know, perform and and uh, yeah. how do you bring justice to all of those things? It must really take a lot of time and, and how do you mentally prepare for that? 
Um, well, it's, it's interesting because when I when when I was living on the farm and I and I found music and I found that that muse of being able to express, that was um, <clears throat> probably one of the first albums as a fourteen year old boy I bought. I bought that at a hell, and um, I remember playing that on you know that LP on on Dad's turntable and. Dad was down the farm plowing, and I'm, and I'm literally jumping off um, the edge of the couch, you know, pretending it was him doing Batter to Hell. And, yep. um, and you know, like, I don't know whether you've had these experiences, but as a, as a boy at that age, I thought, oh, one day, yes. one day I'm going to meet him. And literally, um, there's a photograph going around the internet where we got signed to the same label, and oh, wow. I was backstage at um, Rod Laver on his 50th, and as he gave his 50th speech, yes, um, I'm I'm in the circle with him, and his arms around my shoulder, thanking everyone for coming. And right. that same year, I sung two out of three. I bad with him at the EMI Record Company's um, bash on Hayman Island. So I think you know, here's this little 14 year old boy in in Shepparton thinking one day this could happen, and it manifested into exactly what I wanted. Wow, I find that I find that amazing. That is amazing. I mean, you never would have thought it in a million years. You obviously really wanted to do what you are doing, and you pursued it with all your heart and all the passion in the world, and wishing from your yeah. heart. I guess you did get to meet one of your idols. Sadly, yeah, Freddie's gone, and I'm sure if yeah. he was still with us, you, you would have wanted to have chased him down too, no doubt. I, I would have. I would have found a way, mate. Let yep. me tell you, I would have found a way, and. Uh, but, you know, a bit like Adam Lambert, I, I keep that legacy going in a way that, um, you know, the music will, this music of, the music of Queen will always live on. Absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, that's, I guess, what I'm trying to do with, uh, with Chocolate Starfish mm-hmm. recordings as well, you know, when we got back together again after a long hiatus. Yes. Um, I decided that, you know, new music and new albums were, were always going to be a part of the future of the band, and but we also had to do them with, um, conviction and, and you know, it couldn't just be just slapping together some songs and, and hoping they were good. You, yeah. You've got to put your uh, your energy and your impetus into it and that's um, that's what we've been doing for the last uh, seven, eight years now since we've been back together. So why did you leave the band? I mean, the band, you had you had albums, you know, two two out of five I think were in – were in the in the Aria Awards. You, you also have Vane, that was your biggest selling single, and you, you had several singles. Why did you leave at ninety eight? In ninety eight, it's it's almost like you yeah. know, you were getting there at the top of your game, and then what happened? Look, it was an interesting feeling. The band the band kind of was disintegrating around each other, and we you know like like most things that you know people see the band um, on stage, and you know they, and we've been together. I guess as a visual entity for about three or four years, um, but you've got to remember there's a backstory to that, and it's, you know there's the years before when all of us were in other bands trying to make it and, and but didn't make it, and then this lineup finally made it, and so there was there was definitely a weariness in the in the guys. We were we were all um, you know mid thirties, and that's all we'd ever known, and yes. um, so I know personally I wasn't. Um, I wasn't in a good place mentally. I needed, I needed life experience. Um, you know, I, I would pretty much not be able to pay a bill. I, I just wasn't. You know, definitely wasn't marryable. I was. <laughs> I didn't know myself. I knew myself only as the lead singer of, of a band, right? And 
And band life, particularly when it's a full-time concern, doesn't um, doesn't give you space to explore the other aspects. You know, mm-hmm. you're part of a you're part of a, an entity, and um, you know you don't have that freedom to make decisions on your own. They've got to be made within a band context. And, yes. And so a lot of those decisions that I wanted to make, and even if that was just going going away from the band for a few years to, you know, travel the world and, and you know, find out what makes me tick as a 30-year-old man as opposed to the 18-year-old guy who started music. Um, but they don't become available to you in a, excuse me, in a band context. So I, did, I just needed that. And I know the other guys needed the same thing, but, for you know, for different reasons. Some of them had already had families that they weren't, um, nurturing very well, okay. for example. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's the reason why. I mean, their hiatus became a lot longer. You know, of course, it's integrating you. you know, there's people look for blame, and really, it was minor. It was minor situations, but they became blown out of proportion. Yeah. Um, because of the, the circumstance. But anyway, when we finally got back together again, um, we started. I started writing songs with Thorin, my guitarist. Yes. Songwriting partner, and he eventually passed only 12 months after when we got back together again. So that um, that was a bit of a challenge for the band, but it also cemented, you know, the future again for us. And, and we we then knew that if nothing else was bigger than than you know being able to communicate properly. So that's what we we did under his. Under his passing, I guess. Yeah. So with Zoran, you had a real connection with him, didn't you? Like you're writing, you wrote both of the, you and him were the main songwriters. So I guess you pushed and pulled each other mm. around to get what you wanted. Uh, and you had this real connection. So what about now? Like he's gone. I mean, his legacy will live on. But with a new person who's writing with you now, is it is it mainly yourself or do you, you know, collaborate with other band members? Yeah. Look, I collaborate mostly now with a guy called Tim Tim has actually produced this new album that we're Talking releasing about this year. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Tim Henwood, um, well, for, for the younger listeners, he was um, he was uh, the main songwriter in the Super Jesus. Um, oh, okay. He wrote Nat- Natalie Bathingwaite's hits on Ro- Road Traders. Um, and he had a hit also in the 90s with his band, The Androids, called I'd Rather Do It With Madonna. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, he, you know, which actually was an international hit as well. So he and I have found a really good way of writing. To and, and you know that push doesn't happen easily. It happens. Um, it happens with a bit of. Well, and some people don't laugh. Hello, I think we, I'm, lo- I'm lo- um, I think I've lost you. Are you there? I lost it. I lost you yeah, for a moment. Are you- Yep, yep. Are we, are we back? Yeah. Yes. So I think that push and pull doesn't happen easily. So I think it's important uh, to to explore that and, and, and I guess drop all your ego and be ready to um, to tell each other if, no, that's not good enough. And, and, yeah, and I guess we'll talk about the new album now too because there's some interesting stories that have evolved from that. Yes. Well, I wanted to ask you before we get on to that, what about the music industry has changed huge in the last 25 years or so since you guys started 
Do you find it better for you guys? I mean, with the younger audiences, I mean, they're all into the platforms now, aren't they? Like Apple Music and Spotify and all that kind of stuff. How do you feel it's affecting sales for you, for you fellas? Oh, look, undoubtedly sales um, is massively affected. I mean, you know, the top 100 sales now of, of, of physical product um, is equivalent to the number one single of, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the whole hundred combined. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's um, you don't sell anywhere near the amount. Right. Um, digital digital allows you to record a lot cheaper. So the cost of going in to record, like our first album, cost us one hundred and fifty grand. Wow. Whereas <laughs> the new album, which is actually probably cheap Cheap. in the nineties or the eighties. Yep. Um, whereas today you can put a very good album together for. For twenty thousand dollars. Wow! So okay. your 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 spend isn't anywhere near as great, um, which luckily because you'd, you'd never have you know hide nor hair of, um, of 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 getting it back again if yeah. if it was one hundred and fifty grand. Okay. Um, so there are very few artists now who spend that amount, and very few artists who recoup that amount. Only, only perhaps some of the you know the young. The young acts who um, would sell probably most of it still through digital platforms, but um, through uh, through being able to, um, um, you know, I guess um, have a funding, um, so sponsorship through YouTube and stuff like that. That's how they, that's how they would make their money now. Okay. Um, because we're in our fifties, we're not <laughs> we're not young and cute, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone someone like TikTok's not going to look at us and go, "Hey, you know, this is a, this is going to go viral because it's um, you know they're they're hot looking." Um, <laughs> that's pretty. That's so, pretty that's, sad when you think about it, though, isn't it? You got to be young, pretty, and hot looking. It's it's almost like Australian Idol, which I don't, I don't really want to go there. But you know, well, no, and that's oh, that's my that's the other reason why in the last I mean. Um, Digressing again, but 20 years ago, I created a, um, a program called Muso Magic, where I go all around the world to do group songwriting with Aboriginal communities, Indian communities, um, corporate companies to produce a song around their values, and it's it's all based on contribution rather than uh, egalitarian measurement of top 10 and top 20, and you're the best and you're the worst, and yep. you're the one we laugh at. So. I I can't stand those programs, and no, um, they're all they're all about um, you know what they're doing that purely for um, for the network to get sensational drama, and yes. um, and that's not why why I'm in music. I'm in music because historically, when I talked about my mum's passing, historically every day if I can do something creatively that helps me grow as a human being, yes, then that's why I'm in music. Fantastic, and that's what I try and impart through the program. Muse Magic is in you know, any day that you can write a lyric, learn to sing in tune, learn to play one song on the guitar, whatever it might be, is a step towards your your cathartic healing as a yeah. human being. Well, I've I've actually brought a, a, an acoustic guitar on 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 this trip with me. I'm on the road for three and a half months, and I thought, well, by the time I get back, if I can play six or eight chords, I'll be happy. <laughs> I'm still struggling well, with right. the first two, but at least I'm still hanging in there. You know what I mean? It keeps me sane. It does. It does, and I think you know, there's, there's never an age limit to um, 
through experiential growth, you know. And I think as soon as you stay on too old to do that, yes, um, then then you've you, then you've put a wedge between you and and your development as a person. Mm-hmm. And and I think we all owe it to ourselves and our soul to keep um, to keep growing. Yeah. Now, what do you think about your fan base? Like, do you think you've grown? I know, obviously, doing stuff by you know, like in excess and bat out of hell and Queen. Um, have you got a much or you got a better fan base now? Is it is it grown for you by doing these um, albums, mm. these concept shows? Uh, undoubtedly, the classic album series we've done has, has exponentially grown our audience okay. massively. Actually, so okay. when I put two thousand people in the Palais uh, at the end of 2019 doing Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. um, probably half of that crowd was under the age of 30. Wow. Right. Yeah. Now, obviously, by by virtue of numbers, they see that show, they then like me as an entertainer. Because they're young, they go on Spotify or Google who you are. Right. And then all of a sudden, they experience your so They experience Mountain and Four Letter Word and the other hits of chocolate starfish and then they then come and see your show because you know by osmosis they've become a new fan yes. uh, and that's that's just uh, that's smart marketing fantastic now can i ask you before we get on to the new album <laughs> i'm gonna cross a line here the name chocolate starfish who came up with that what was the idea behind it <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I've, I've been asked this one, and I'm going to have to go delicate. Um, okay, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, over the years, I've been asked this, um, even when I uh, was doing teenage magazines back in the 90s, I had to delicately answer it. Uh-huh. And, of course, I made up stories that, you know, the chocolate starfish was a little lolly that we yep. we grew up with. And, uh-huh. But, look, the reality in the delicate way that I can say it, for all those cat owners, when okay. you walk by, when the cat walks by you and it's, Tails up. Okay. That's the chocolate starfish. And it kind of winks at you. That's that's the... <laughs> and it kind of winks at you exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a little Oscar. Okay. Little Oscar's uh, your chocolate starfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and who came up with it? And this is the uh, this is actually the uh, the connection to uh, people in their sixties and seventies. Right. Um, Barry Humphreys had a character. Uh, he did called Sir Les Patterson. He did. I remember uh, that. Yeah, I do. The cultural attaché. Absolutely. It was a bit of a slob. Yes. And he talked about the chocolate starfish, and we thought it was funny, and we thought we used that name until we got a better name. We never got a better name, so that became the band's name. So, so Barry Humphreys through Sir Les is to blame. Okay. So how do you? How did the? How did the audience or the parents of the of the kids listening to you feel about that? Because. I mean, I thought Les was incredible. The character of Les Patterson, he, he was he was pretty he was pretty full on, um, yeah. and a little bit rude at times. I'm, I'm amazed they didn't put him off the air, but he did it in such a such a way, um, yeah. you know, that everybody sort of loved him. But a lot of the mums thought he was just a filthy old bugger. Like, yeah, look, and I think it's how you do, you know. Hopefully, I've delivered my explanation in yeah. a way that people get a right smile, but they don't. You know, they don't. Uh, if you deliver it crudely, like he did, yes. um, then then you're probably going to alienate people. But I For think sure. uh, hopefully my explanation is, um, you know, right smile enough to know, okay, that's where it came from. Yep. Um, and you know, one of those things like a mouth will have one. I wonder, <laughs> mate. Can I ask you? You said you've been asked that question a number of times. Did you ever get asked that question like and not know it was coming at you? The very first time somebody said to you, where did the name Chocolate Starfish come from? Who decided to call the band that? 
For the very yeah. first time, did they actually tip you off and say, we're going to ask you this and give you time I, to I prepare? I think they might have. It was that long ago, so okay. I can't remember if I got caught. Uh, if I got caught off guard, but yep. I'll tell you, if I ever did, I yep. would never get caught off guard again. So <laughs> I had to be prepared for those moments. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Uh, anyway, that's what life's like. You've got you've got to be. Hello. Hello, you there again? Yeah, yeah. I thought I lost you again. It's probably been in Broken Hill where I am, but you're back. You're back. <clears throat> So, okay, now let's get on to this new album. How did we, how did you as the band, because you, you chose You're So Vain um, as a single and that was a, a huge hit for Carly Simon back in the 70s. From She had an incredible album. In fact, I've got that album on vinyl. Uh, the album was called No Secrets. Brilliant album by Carly Simon. And you chose You're So Vain, fantastic song. Now, for this new upcoming album, uh, which is called Beautiful Addiction, it's actually due out on the 14th of May, um, What's up, the Four Non Blondes, which is already out and available now? Why why did you pick that song, or did it just have something f- meaningful for you, or did you think, hey, that's that was a great big hit for the Four Non Blondes, as was You're So Vain? Let's do that one. Yeah, no, good good question. Um, it, it came about because back in the nineties, just as You're So Vain was being released, mm-hmm. we we uh, we relocated for several months to Los Angeles and. Uh, it was that very year that um, that Four Non Blondes put out um, "What's Up," the "What's Going On" song. Yes, and you know we were living in this share house in in LA and um, hoping that back home in Australia, you're so bad, and, you know, we'd get some traction, which it did. And I remember this song coming on MTV and thinking, "Wow, this is great!" And she's so quirky and um, you know, really good song. I'd love love to uh, you know meet meet them one day. We never did, but. I just love the song, and it just be, sort of became part of the soundtrack of that experience. And you know, fast forward twenty five years, um, and we're doing um, the Red Hot Summer tours two or three years ago around the country. And um, in your so vain, I started breaking down the the song to a straight drum beat. Um, with you know the last song of the of the day, and there was ten thousand people out there, and I'd start singing all manner of things like "Oh, black bear, bam, bam," or or then I'd go to the younger crowd and I'd think, "Don't you wish your boyfriend was hot like me?" or whatever the song was. <laughs> okay. Anyway, one day I just maybe it was a throwback to my memory, and I started singing um, the chorus of of "What's Up," and the crowd just went off oh, like they. Yeah. So I, I tried it again the next day and I said to the band, I'm going to extend it a bit more. I'm going to sing the, the verse as well. And uh, anyway, by the time we got to the end of that tour, it literally the whole song was being done in the, in the middle section of, of your survey and it was standalone. It was becoming part of what, you know, was a highlight for the, the concert. Mm-hmm. And so when we started um, during COVID, we started to um, – put this new song together our drummer said look we'd be, we'd be crazy not to record um you know four non-blondes whatsapp because just remember the reaction that it got and we you know we sort of uh you know we did a couple of versions with um with a couple of guys that wasn't quite right and um and then when tim henwood uh, had a play with it um and uh, he said look you know this we should do it like this, and uh, it just it just hit the mark, hit the mark, and it then became the the blueprint for the sound of the rest of the album. So that's how the song came about, and 
we've only just released it last week, and the response from uh, from radio uh, has been instantly amazing. So I'm cautiously cautiously optimistic. We may start to get some airplay in the next couple of weeks, and fingers crossed if we get any of the traction that you're surveying got, um, this and the new album could be on a winner. Well, I played it last week and I did announce um, that we were going to have you as a guest on the show. And I, I got a, a, quite a good response from the audience. They, they messaged me and said, what's going on? When are you going to have this man on the line? And I said, oh, we're going to keep that for a later date, but we will let you know as soon as we get it done. So I, I think the album's going to go really good for you. I mean, can you tell us a lot about anything about it or not? Because it's not due out until yeah. the 14th of May. Can you can you give us any little scoops for the listeners or, or um, is yeah, it all sort of I, top I secret at this stage? No, no, like, look, I can tell you a couple of things. So the, the title track, The Beautiful Addiction, right. uh, it came about, um, and you, know, you and I touched on, um, you know, reality TV and now, you know, the reason why perhaps I think there's a better, a better way to it. So any, look, anything that's sensational driven is not my, my cup of tea, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty raw and I, and I go with the moment and I go with the flow of what's going on and, um, the song Beautiful Addiction came about because I, I know through Muse Magic, I work with a lot of young people who are absolutely addicted to fake tan, to Botox lips, to, um, you know, eyelashes that are 10 foot long. And, and they're such beautiful, you know, I'm talking about the females here, yes. so beautiful young girls. And, yep. and I just don't, you know, they all aspire to be this Kardashian look. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, it, it it reeks of falsedom, and it's, it's, it's almost like covering up their um, who they are. They're, they're masking who they are. Yes. And yes. so the title track of the album is is a bit of a, um, a discussion on why people are so addicted to this um, stereotype. Um, to- you call totally it? Totally stereotypical. Yeah. Stereotypical, yeah. um, almost to the nth degree, what they term beauty, because I think it's masking the, the true beauty. Of course. Um, so that's the, that's the title track. And, the, and one of the other tracks that we're really proud of is um, actually a song I wrote for my wife um, called God and I Know. Okay. And I wrote it for my wife at our wedding. And it was back when we got married when the band and I were estranged. So none of the band members actually came to my wedding. And so anyway, during COVID, I was um, digitizing some of the VHS tapes and I showed the boys Oh, here's the song I wrote for, for Mel, my wife, and, um, you know, I wore a kilt and I grew my hair back in those days. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it was quite funny. And I just actually showed it to them as in, you know, hey, here's my wedding um, for a bit of a look. And they they all came back to me and said, that song's amazing. Yes. We have to record this. Okay. And I just said, oh, that's only a song I wrote for my wife. I didn't think that you guys would think that was a chocolate starfish song. And they all agree that it was. And anyway, it's come up so, so great that um, a bit like, um, you know, I would do anything for you, um, that that song that uh, Kevin, from the Kevin Costner. Um, oh, yes, done, yes, yes, uh, yes. From the, from the Robin Hood movie. Mm-hmm. I actually believe it could be one of those wedding songs wow. that everyone would, um, would want to play to their love uh, on the day because... The lyrics, um, I'll give you the chorus. It says, God and I know you are my angel. God and I know you are the reason. 
God and I know sometimes it feels like love takes a lifetime, but when the world says it ain't so, don't believe them because God and I know. Wow. That's pretty powerful stuff. <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. really powerful stuff. As a, as a religion in, in your life, I know, I know you do meditation and deep breathing and stuff like that to sort of relax you and wind yeah. you down. I mean, is, is there any sort of God that's helping you with that sort of lyric? Because that has well, come a, from some very deep question. place. It does come from a very deep place. And, and it's one of the things that I've perhaps struggled with, you know, over the years as because as, I was brought up, um, you know, Methodist, so in a, in a country town where religion was quite um, was quite strong. So um, I, I like to call myself now, you know, a spiritual person. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've got connections with a you know, guru in India, like you talked about, and um, I like to I like to be accepting of all religions. I think, to me personally, it's when it's when man-made religions um, create boundaries uh, yes. for people. That's when I that's when I believe we we have issues. Mm-hmm. I think the purity, and that that's why I don't believe you have to worship in a church or. Or, uh, or you have to worship with a priest or a minister. I okay. think that, um, to me, God is within, God is without, and God is existing all around us. And that God force yes. um, is, a, is a force within all of us. And I think if you tap into it, it can be seen in the in the eyes of a of a newborn child. It can be it can be seen in the in the love of of, of your wife. It can be seen, in, um, you know, poignant moments in nature. But you have to you have to open up all parameters to to the God force, and that's what I try and do. Whether I meditate, whether I, you know, I'm at a I'm at a church, whether whether I'm just you know working with a bunch of kids, I try and tap into the God force and allow that to flow through. Mm, wow, <laughs> certainly not the sort of conversation I'd be having with you, Adam. Incredibly, um, I, I'm thinking. A wild, crazy rock star, but you're you're a very grounded, deep individual. Well, thank you, and yeah, and I guess that that probably hopefully is a nice way to wind up the interview. Absolutely, I think sometimes you can you know you can judge a book by its cover, and um, and I think that's uh, that's and that, and that goes back to the beautiful addiction album. You know, I think um, the more layers we put on ourselves, the more we. Um, we, we, we create these layers that people have to work through to get um, to get to the the essence of a, of a person. So, you know, I, I like to I like to be as raw and and um, you know and as unbridled and and, that, and part of that's my performance. So, yes, I can put on that um, that that show and and I can I can tap into that force, but mm-hmm. I, I can also. I can also tap into the energy of, of, of the love of spirituality and 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 then be calm because because otherwise I wouldn't have that balance no. in in life and I wouldn't be able to bring uh, all those things to the table that I bring to the table um, as Adam Thompson. So yes. that's why I love to do it. So I want to thank you for um, for having me speak some some of these truths. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure for me, Adam, and. Um... I'm, I can't wait for the album to come out. You, you, do you feel you've taken a couple of quick risks by, you know, making songs with such deep lyrics for your for your fans, for your listeners, or or do you think yeah. how do you think they're going to accept it? Yeah, I do, but I think you know if you can't do that at fifty five years of age, if you can't take risks now, you yes. know, you never can. Fantastic. So um, otherwise, you know, you'll 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 have regrets. And 
I like to not have too many regrets in life. In mm-hmm. fact, I can probably count them on one hand now, the regrets I have. Um, so I think as long as you deal with them and you, and you, and you face them, and I've had a lot of challenges with mental health in the last 20 years, and, and part of those is, is dealing with, um, with, with the rawness of who you are and, and, and your fallibility. And if you can't put those into song now and, and share those with the world and the universe and your, and, your, and your growing fan base, then who can? Adam, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I know you're a busy, busy man. I'd love to uh, chat with you later as the, when the album comes out. Um, I will be definitely seeing you at Monday Monday. I'm not sure about the uh, Bohemian at the Rule, which is on the 8th of August. I'll do my best to see that. But I'm definitely going to be at Monday Monday, so I'd love to catch up with you and uh, put a face to a voice. That'll be great, mate. Thanks, heaps. Thank you so much for your time. Adam Thompson, yes. listeners, the um, one and only frontman, the great frontman of Chocolate Starfish. Uh, so there you go, listeners. What a fantastic man. Absolute beautiful soul and uh, an incredible entertainer and I'm just looking so forward to seeing him perform at uh, Monday Monday with Chocolate Starfish but if you do want to see him doing the music of Queen Bohemian then why not check out that uh, Anita's Theatre which is of course is um, is down on the coast it's not that very far just a little bit past Wollongong so I'm going to play um, one track by Chocolate Starfish I've got about three or four requests to go to wind up the program uh, this evening And uh, I hope you've enjoyed everything so far. I've got a couple more requests, but uh, they're going to come up straight after this.
Oh, there you go, listeners. The song was called Mountain, and that, of course, is Chocolate Starfish. I hope you enjoyed that uh, interview we had with Adam Thompson, the front man of Chocolate Starfish. Very, very grounded, deep individual person and an incredible entertainer. And if you get the opportunity to see Chocolate Starfish in your town, I would fully recommend you do this. You do yourself a favour, okay? You know you want to, just splurge a bit and uh, see some live music, and in particular, Chocolate Starfish. Now, I've got a couple more songs before I finish up the afternoon, evening of Aussie Flashbacks. We went over a bit this evening, but for the people on the net, and there's a lot of them, and on the vast platform 634, it hasn't affected them. And for the ones on the FM stations, well, I hope that they uh, quickly switched over on their smart devices so as to not miss the last part of that interview. Now, also, I want to make mention, for anybody who wasn't tuned in before 4 o'clock, we've got this brand new travel show, okay, which is called Roman Oz. So for anybody that's been following my little exploits over the, the last three months, wherever we uh, were on a Sunday, we did the live gig from that particular location. And getting to those locations, we met lots of interesting people along the way and spoke to lots of different people. Now, the show's going to air once a week on a Sunday from 3 o'clock. You can get it on romanoz.com.au if you miss it. That will be podcasted there. It will also be on Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, okay, because you've got some chances. uh, If you've got caravans and motorhomes and stuff like that for any of those people, um, you've got some chances to win some nice prizes on that program as well, okay? So it's called romanoz.com.au. It's on the vast 634 platform as well as Spotify and um, and the Facebook page. Now, continuing on with the music, I've got to send this one out to Carolyn. Now, Carolyn, she's had a lovely Mother's Day. Yes, she has. Tony, her husband, I'm sure he spoiled her rotten because I know Tony. Uh, I haven't seen these guys for, for a while now. I met them about, oh, I'm not sure, five, six years ago. Um at a place called Agnes Waters. Now, they are um, they're actually living at um, Sunnybank Hills, which is south of Brisbane. And Carolyn asked me for a Marsha Hines track. And, and, and this track, I think when Marsha wrote this, she was thinking of me.
Marsha Hines going out to Carolyn at Sunnybank Hills. I got the music in me. I'm sure Marsha wrote that with me in mind. <laughs> Isn't it funny how people relate songs to themselves and they think, yep, when she wrote that, they, she wrote that for me. <laughs> I'm sure she didn't. I'm sure she wrote it for herself. Um, folks, we're almost out of time. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this afternoon's program. And next week's program, we are going to have a band um, by the name of Round Mountain Girls. And they're going to talk us through an album, track by track. The album is called uh, Meet You at the End. It's on uh, vinyl. It is It is a vinyl pressing as well as CD. So uh, if you like your vinyl like I do, you might like to purchase a copy of that from those guys. Um, but they are going to be on next week's program. Now, before we finish, I've got one more song to play. And this one's going out to Jeanette. And Jeanette is from Manly. She wanted to hear a song by Troy Cassidaly. It's a number called Walk a Mile. I walk a country mile. Well, I walked a mile or two in my lifetime And I've travelled down some muddy tracks and dry Cause if I wanted to get where I was going I knew I'd just have to walk that country mile Now a country mile would be the longest distance A man could ever travel when he's down And you curse the never-ending road before you When you think you'll never make it into town but you made a friend or two along the highway And you learn a lot you never knew before If the journey takes a lifetime when you thought a year or two Well, you just don't give up easy anymore And I've walked a mile or two in my lifetime And I've travelled down some muddy tracks and drive if I wanted to get where I was going I knew I'd just have to walk that country mile With trucks and caravans And the country bloke is still the same old battler No matter what the place is working in Tracks and drive If I 
Uh, there we go, listeners. Final track for the evening. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Don't forget, we do it live every single Sunday from 4pm. Uh, and from 3pm, a brand new travel show brought to you by uh, myself and um, my other able-bodied partner and assistant, Lynn. Uh, we've travelled all around this country for the last three months. Well, mainly in New South Wales because of COVID. And we put together some really incredible interviews and places to go and things to see and a few tips along the way with a great mix of Aussie music as requested by the people we interviewed. So if you're interested in um, following our movements over the last three months, I know all my listeners followed my Aussie Flashbacks program. We were broadcasting from wherever we were on the day. So uh, check that one out as well, okay? It's romanoz.com.au. You'll get it on Spotify. You'll also get it on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. And for... Um, Last night's live show from the Toronto Hotel, that great event we uh, we streamed, you'll be able to get that as a podcast on aussieflashbacks.com.au and also on Spotify and uh, make sure you follow me on Facebook. So until next week, folks, we've got the Round Mountain Girls on, special guests talking us through their album track by track, The End of the Road. Until next week, folks. Thank you all. And good night. Stay here.